Welcome everybody to Beat the Shift Baseball. This is episode 21 for Thursday, March 1st. Two months coming gone already. And uh, it's been a little while since we recorded, but today I'm Alex Uwe and I'm here with Ray Estrada and a special guest, Trevor Vernola from Bleeding Blue Radio. How you doing, Trevor? Good, how are you guys doing? Doing well. Ray, you haven't had a chance to tell us how you're doing yet. I kind of kind of glossed over you there. You good? I, I Yeah, I'm doing good. That's, All right. that's the answer as always. <laughs> we're we're very boring. We know how we're doing, but you know, Trevor <laughs> is uh is is the first guest of 2018. I think is a very important thing to point out. So, you know, Well, I'm if, honored. If we had some sort of award to give you, I'm sure we would. Um, but no such award exists. So, instead, we'll talk about the Dodgers for a great half an hour's worth of podcast and podcast content so before we jump into all of that i'll go ahead and tell you where you can find trevor on social media and of course you should be subscribed to bleeding blue radio if you're a dodgers fan uh jr hernandez and trevor do great work over there and they got some new stuff in the works for this season and i'll let trevor talk more about that but you can also find them on Twitter at tvern16. So uh, links for all that will be in the description as well. So yeah, I'm sure you're stoked for a new season of baseball, a new, you know, fresh slate of content to talk about as a podcaster. Uh, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about Bleeding Blue Radio's plans for the season? Yeah, so Bleeding Blue Radio, we we. We're recently rebranded to Bleeding Boo Radio, and I'm join, um, joining JR as the co-host, but we're kind of expanding this season. Uh, we moved our website over to WordPress, and we're actually bringing on two writers. One is named Sean. He's going to be doing a couple editorials for us every week, and we're actually bringing on Ray Estrada hey. to, do our, to do our previews uh, each week for the series previews. So you mean you're it'll stealing be really cool. Ray Estrada? No, Essentially. <laughs> Borrowing. We'll borrow. We'll borrow him for uh, text, and you could have him for audio. How about that? Uh, yeah, I guess that's fair enough. We, <laughs> we don't want to spread him too thin now. I think he can handle it. Um, I, I we're talking on your behalf, so um, I hope you're okay <laughs> with that, Ray. Um, yeah. So there is lots of baseball to talk about. We haven't recorded ourselves in a couple weeks. We've been on a little well, bit of a hiatus. We like we've tried to record before in the last month and two recordings are lost to like just the void so that's why we haven't been around or you could just say we've been on hiatus trying to prepare for the the season which is also true um we (laughs) should have a a clear idea of what our new schedule will look like as we roll into the regular season as well um but no concrete news as of yet so we're gonna finish up a few more of these team of the week episodes uh, while the off season is still sort of going on, is spring training off season? Is is that what we consider it, or is it its own entity? And it's preseason. It's yeah, it's preseason. preseason. But you, you know, when you think about it, like anything after the postseason is kind of the preseason for the next season. I don't know. I guess it gets gets very existential at that point. Let's skip over that, um, and let's talk about some not so recent baseball news and some recent baseball news. So we'll start by talking about uh, every Dodgers fan's favorite pitcher, you Darvish, who is now a member of the Chicago Cubs. He signed for six years, $126 million. Uh, we have yet to talk about him on this podcast, and I'm sure 
Trevor, that you have some conflicted feelings about Darvish in Dodger Blue. So um, I guess, first of all, I'll ask, uh, did he leave any, is there any resentment that remains? And, you know, kind of going beyond that, do you think he's going to have a nice 2018 season for the Cubs? Um, yeah, I, he, there's always going to be, there's always, sorry, my thing just went out. Hold on. I, yeah, there's always going to be some resentment now for him, uh, or towards him, I should say. He is kind of probably going to go down as one of the most hated uh, trade deadline acquisitions for the Dodgers. Uh, came in, kind of ruined their chances in the World Series. I don't want to put all the blame on him, but he definitely did not do much to help in that last series. And then he goes and signs with their biggest NL rival at the moment, uh, the biggest threat to their title. So I, it, as a Dodger fan, you kind of have to have resentment towards him now, uh, just the way it all played out. Hmm. Uh, I, it's kind of conf- conflicting message because you're like, I don't want to put all the blame on him. But he was the worst trade deadline acquisition ever. Like I, I'm not sure what I'm what I'm but picking up there. <laughs> it's it's like he was he he could go down as one of the worst ones for the Dodgers, and I think, mm-hmm. I think he might. But as much as as much as you want to put the blame on him, the like no one came to show up. But then you like showed up for Game Seven, I should say. Like no one did. But he. He kind of knocked the wind out of them uh, right as, right off the bat in both of his starts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, in his time during the regular season with the Dodgers, to be fair, he wasn't bad. He started nine games for them down the stretch, had like a 3-4-4 ERA, if you're into that kind of old-school yeah. number stuff. he Let's see, he struck out 61 batters in 49 innings, which is kind of what he does. He strikes out a lot of batters. Um, and he will continue to do that for the Cubs, and that that part is not in question. Um, mm-hmm. So, are you are you legitimately nervous about having to face you Darvish on a you know one of the main National League contenders? Um, I don't think so. I mean, he's he's obviously a totally like he's an above average starter. Like he's he's kind of he's a kind of like between good and elite. Mm-hmm. Like the like a number two starter now, I'd say, but that's only if he was good. Like if he's good consistently, because he when he was with the Rangers this season, he wasn't ever able to be consistently uh, good. And even when he was with the Dodgers, it was kind of the same. Like he'd have a good start and then a bad start, and then he'd string together some good starts, and then a bad start would go in. Um, and he was super dominant in those two starts against the Cubs and the Diamondbacks before the World Series which is why the World Series was such a shocker that he fell apart like that. Mm-hmm. Um, he definitely makes the Cubs better. There's no no doubt about that, but I don't think he's the one. Like, he's not the difference maker that I think puts the Cubs over the top against the Dodgers. Right, yeah. He's he's a solid piece. Um, he, he hasn't shown that he's the lights-out kind of postseason pitcher, though, yet. Uh, Ray, I guess, similarly, do you have resentment towards you darvish is it anything personal Uh, not too personal but like it's i i can't it's very frustrating how he performed in the world series and like i said coming off two fantastic postseason starts um and then saying turn around with the cubs and then saying i signed with cubs because i want to beat the dodgers it's like okay 
you want also want to beat everybody else but, um, <laughs> i'm sure that was sort of you know jokingly <laughs> stated yeah i mean like i said that he he makes cubs better because we talked about it on our cub show that the cubs have some question marks surrounding their rotation um but yeah if he's consistent he can be certainly an, an ace caliber starter but he hasn't been consistent the last couple of years uh with the dodgers he went i think it was three really good starts three shitty starts three really good starts and then two great posing starts and then two terrible mm. world series starts so it it if he can be consistent he'll be good but like like trevor said he's not gonna he's not the guy who's like okay now the Cubs are the elite team in the NL. Yeah, and I'll go ahead and mention another player who is plenty consistent, and the Dodgers got to see plenty of his consistency down the stretch last season. And that's J.D. Martinez, who has found a new home. He is now going to Boston. He signed a five-year, $110 million contract with the Red Sox. And for everybody in the National League, particularly NL West, sure that's a sigh of relief to say the least so i'm a big jd martinez fan personally um do you have you know are are you really high on jd martinez and hope he succeeds in the american league um i think he's gonna succeed with the red sox because he's not gonna play outfield that much for them um (laughs) we talked about this consistently before he is a fantastic hitter i agree with you on that but he is not a good defender um, so the fact that he'll be able to to just go basically rake every day and not have to worry too much about the outfield, I think that'll be very good for him. And, yeah, I mean, I didn't necessarily – I wasn't, like, trembling and saying, like, oh, if he's on a D-backs, we have no chance. But, like, it's nice not to face him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure that four-homer game left a lot of, uh, you know, scarring memories for some. Um, although I'm sure plenty of Dodgers fans also just appreciated the – the fireworks show he put on. Uh, I mean, we 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 swept them. We swept the D-backs in the NLDS, so we don't. The regular season's kind of that it, lessens that blow. I guess. Um, do you have any quick thoughts on JD Martinez, Trevor? Yeah, I'm glad to see him gone. Um, I think the damage he did with the Diamondbacks was insane. But as Dodgers fans, we didn't we didn't really un, like a. I guess appreciate it or fear it as much as we should have because the Diamondbacks were already so far back when they acquired him mm-hmm. that when the Dodgers were playing the, the Diamondbacks, no one was ever like, "Oh God, they're gonna catch us with him." They, they were playing for that wild card game, which they won, so obviously it was a good play. Um, but yeah, I'm glad to see him gone to the AL. I think it's awesome that the Red Sox got him to compete uh, against the Yankees. Yeah, the, you, you just like you want him to beat the crap out of all the all the AL side of things, right? And just make things yeah. easy for the World Series. <laughs> I feel yeah, that. I, th- I think he'll do very well as long as he can elevate over the Green Monster, which he has no problem elevating the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, he's gonna he's gonna mash there, and he's surrounded by a lot of good hitters. Yeah, I, I in terms of ballpark, I think it is a downgrade, obviously over last year's Chase Field, which is you know pretty clear cut the second best hitters park in baseball. Um, which is not maybe not the case anymore with the humidor. Everybody's favorite new new thing to talk about with the the, the humidor is not going to make a huge difference because they have a humidor in Colorado and it's the best hitters park. But I think it did it did make a difference though, uh, not not a huge difference per se. But like when you look at 
there's a lot of factors, but Coors Field well, pre-humidor still was much more hitter-friendly even. Than won't it the is dome now. have an effect if it's closed as well um, with the humidor, or does that not matter? I am not going to pretend to be an expert on how the humidor works. I think the <laughs> primary feature it has has to do with the how the baseball feels. Like I think that's mm-hmm. the main the main difference in like the like moisture content or you know things like that and just trying to uh, neutralize those you know effects of the you know the region and the ballpark on the ball um but that's about as far as i want to stray into it before making myself sound like a complete idiot so i'll go ahead and just say that gd martinez is, you know he's a great hitter slight downgrade in ballpark obviously to fenway um it's a big ballpark and that's something people ignore like fenway is really small the rest of the ballpark's pretty huge so I don't think he'll have any problem. He he dwarfed um, Comerica Park in Detroit, which is also not an easy feat. So no worries there. I should I could also mention that that contract is loaded with opt outs. I think originally it had one or two opt outs, and then even you know negotiating further. I think there's opt outs every year after the second year. Um, correct oh, me wow. if I'm wrong on that. But I think that's I where they I, land- that. I think that's where they landed on that one. So it's an off-season of opt-outs. That's what everybody loves. I'm sure remaining free agents uh, like Jake Arrieta will see plenty of opt-outs in those deals as well. Uh, A good question to ask would be, did Eric Hosmer have any opt-outs in his eight-year $147 million contract with the Padres? Probably. Probably? I don't actually know. Was there an opt-out in that deal? I didn't see anything about an opt-out. I assume there might be one in there. but um... Yeah, there was one. Okay. I, it, it was like halfway through it, somewhere probably around four there. years, three four years. Probably. Yeah, but I don't see him. He's 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 good, but I think he's overrated. As like he's not a top five first baseman, mm-hmm. so I don't see him making more money for four years from now than what the Padres offered him. And no, that would be quite a long shot if he managed to increase his stock that much by that point. Um, you know, in my opinion, Eric Hosmer was one of the more puzzling free agent signings and just puzzling free agents in general the fact that the two primary contenders for him were his former team the royals and the padres neither of which have any designs of competing this next season and this is a 28 year old first baseman you know in his prime who has never really been a stud he's been good before but he's also been bad before so $147 million is a lot of money for a not-so-good, not-so-bad first baseman entering his prime. Is it? Is it not really strange? Like, do you it, think... It was, it was very awkward, and I think we talked about it at the very beginning of the preseason. We're like, oh, what do, what do teams do with Hauser? It's like, uh, he's good, but, like, he's not that good, is he? Because... <laughs> I mean, he he was very good in their postseason, a couple of their postseason runs, but like, like I said, he's had kind of off years at times. And it, I mean, my thought on for uh, the Padres because is that he certainly makes them during during his tenure there. I think they he can they can easily be playoff contenders, but I don't see them doing anything past that. Just because he, like I said, he's not he's not an elite star player that will help carry a team which is hard to do in baseball anyways Mm -hmm. yeah did you feel more or less the same about the whole eric hosmer off-season drama trevor 
Yeah, I think I think it was an odd choice, but or not an odd choice. I think it was an odd choice for the Padres, not for Eric Cosmer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gives gets to live in San Diego now, which is very nice, and he gets to play uh, while he's making one hundred forty seven million dollars. So I think that was a good decision on his part. It's just kind of odd that the Padres, who probably won't like genuinely reach playoff contender until like twenty twenty, if everything goes right. And he'll be 30, which isn't old by any means. But it's just, it's just kind of weird that you're investing in him two years early when they you can probably get someone that'll be as valuable two years from now. I'm not saying I'm not like digging into the two years from now prospect class. I mean, not prospect free agent class. Mm-hmm. But it just seemed like for the for 2018 and 2019, they're going to be paying him so much money and i guess if it brings in the fans and like it's he makes them better but i don't think he's what's going to push them over the edge unless things really start working on their starting rotation like guys like um perdomo and lamette but if they're going to keep running out clayton richard every year i (laughs) it's just not going to happen yeah, that's a fair point. And I could even go as far to argue that Eric Hosmer doesn't make the Padres better, considering they moved Will Myers to the outfield uh, to make room for him, obviously. And he was one of the few position players with little doubt for the Padres. So, you know, now there's questions of, you know, I could have argued that some of the, the other outfield options, like uh, I, who are some of the the outfield options for the Padres. There were a few that I had in mind, but I'm not in Padres mode. I'm unfortunately... It's, <laughs> it's Renfro, Margo, Cordero. I know everyone wants yes. Cordero. Franchi Cordero is a fan yeah. favorite. For sure. Um, but Renfro and Margo were their primary center fielder and right fielder last year, and I think they had Jose Perella as their left fielder, who ah, did yes. well last year. Yes, yeah. that was the other guy that I had in mind. Yeah, and then Jabari Blash was out there. I know they have Alex Dickerson. They have a lot of names, but none Jabari, of them. Jabari can... Blash is now an angel. Yeah. That's a fun fact. He, he bounced off the Na- the Yankees and yeah. the Angels uh, <laughs> over the last, like, week. But, yeah, um, it's they have – they. I heard that the Braves were in on Renfro now uh, oh. until Acuna is ready. And then Mar- when he can slide over to where Marquegas is, I don't know. It was a whole thing. But the, the Padres do have, like, a lot of outfielders now. Mm. Yeah, that's that's true. Depth is never a bad thing. Dodgers fans exactly. everywhere can attest to that. Hashtag depth. Yes. Yes, depth off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you know, we've kind of been going all over the league. It's nice to be well-rounded. But from here on out, it's essially going to be straight-fire Dodgers-related topics now i'm sure this is what you this is what you signed up for so here you go um let's start with everybody's favorite dodger from 2011 that is matt kemp um his back and he's better than ever he's not fat kemp anymore i'll say that much um (laughs) how do you think matt kemp is going to fit in to an already very crowded dodgers team Uh, i'm all in on matt kemp right now i was not i was a big (laughs) hater I was mad at him about the baseball town thing. I was mad at him for being mad that he was traded when he kept when the last injury he had was his own fault for not running home uh, against the Nationals. I remember that play. I watched it. I was pissed. Um, but I'm I'm all in, dude. 
he looks he looks this I there was a picture of him, Yasiel Puig and Jock Peterson all standing next to each other and he's the skinniest one out of all three of them now. But he's he doesn't look like skinny, he looks like ripped and ready to go. And then he hit that home run in spring uh, in his first spring training game. That I bet that was and it. That's what did it for you. That I'm was sure. that was the moment. I ran into my closet, <laughs> grabbed my Matt Kemp jersey. Uh, and I'm all for him being the part of the left field platoon as of now i i'll close my eyes when he when the ball is hit to him but as far as as far as him being on the team now i i think he's better a better option than if if it comes down to between him and trace thompson for say the last outfield spot i know kike will obviously make the team uh he'd be taking it bats away from kike but kike can always get a bats playing second short and third Mm-hmm. Um, cause Seager's going to need rest cause of his arm. Turner always gets rest, stuff like that. So I, there's room for him on the team if they make room for him. Yeah. And it is a very crowded outfield situation. Like you mentioned, um, you know, there's other guys waiting in the wings too, like Jock Peterson. What are they going to do with him? Uh, Andrew Tolles is back from a season ending injury from last year. ACL. ACL. Yep. I, I can never keep track of you know who's who's hurting what and missing the entire season but he is back that is the point and you also have Alex Verdugo waiting in the wings he didn't have an amazing showing last season but he's a good hitter do not sleep on him and a fantastic defender right so yes that is another good point so you know I it sounds like your vote right now would be cast for Kemp if it came down to like one guy in the starting left field role I guess I'll ask a similar question for you, Ray, like, do you think any of these other guys will will bump Kemp out of that spot relatively quickly? Um, I I'm no, I don't think so. I'm actually on the Kemp hype train right now. That is like <laughs> fired up as Trevor's, but like, I was kind of in the same boat. Like, like I was very frustrated with Kemp, and then we traded him, and I was like, okay, that was actually a good trade. Like, he wasn't doing well, and he was hurt, and then he said the baseball talent thing after. That was when he got to Atlanta, and it was like, okay, you just came from two baseball towns, and then you disrespected both of them. And then that frustrated me. And then he came back, and then he had 50 pounds to lose, apparently. Uh, and then he hit a tank. <laughs> and then he hit a tank in uh, in his spring debut. So I'm like, yeah, I, I'll live with this. I'm, I'm, I'm on board. So I think uh, he'll definitely be a good part of a platoon, uh, especially, I mean, you don't necessarily want to make tolls every day coming back uh, – from an ACL injury, and I'd like to see Verdugo develop maybe a little bit more. Um, and but yeah, it's crowded outfield, and I I'm 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 on the Kemp hype train. Yeah, well, my my thing is I if he platoons against and he plays left field against um, against left-handed pitchers, mm-hmm. then I would I would have him in left, and then Chris Taylor in center, and have fourth Forsyth at second, and then against righties. I would be having Tolls and uh, Peterson in the outfield. Wherever you want to play them is is your decision. I know none of, at that point you don't have a fantastic center fielder in at all. Um, and then I'd move Chris Taylor to second, and I'd, ha- I'd have pl- uh, Forsyth platooning as well against lefties, and I think that would be how you fit them. Verdugo would not be on the team in my scenario. But I think in order to get everyone playing time while keeping Chris Taylor in the lineup, it is you platoon Tolls, Peterson, Kemp, and Forsythe. 
mm. against lefties and righties. Yeah, that's a lot of math to keep track of in my head there. A lot yeah. of scenarios, <laughs> but you know, I think more or less what you're saying is depth. Is that more or less yeah. what? You're... <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. it's just it t- it'll take a lot of which the Dodgers do is it'll take a lot of mixing and matching uh, in order to keep Kemp on the team. Ten day DL. Yeah, it, but it, a lot of it comes down to are they willing to give Matt Kemp at bats over Kike Hernandez? Because Kike Hernandez can play center field, he can play left field, right field, and anywhere in the infield. So the bats will always be there for him. But if they want to like guarantee he's in there against in left field against every uh, left-handed pitcher, it'll be I like at that point you can't really hold Kemp on the team unless he's going to be your very last bat off the bench, which would be very odd considering he can hit decently above average i guess it matters how you want what stats you want to look at no i think he's a good hitter by he's, most he's not, by most he's not completely awful <laughs> that's a it, very it, very it, conservative it, way of saying yeah. that I'll, I'll give you a sense of how dodger trains are feeling just based off dodger twitter everybody's more or less on the camp hype train except for dodgers reddit that's what i garner from dodgers twitter at this point <laughs> yeah. everybody's like all right it looks good and then <laughs> dodgers reddit just tries to shit on him every time like he comes up well it, it, to be fair everybody this offseason thought the dodgers were going to flip him immediately and it sounded like dodgers fans wanted him to get out his town as quickly as possible so yeah it, it's amazing yeah, how quickly it. and then he did it but then every like reasonable dodger fan was like all right let's see how this goes and then he hits a tank on day one you're like all right i'm buying in <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, the thing that did it for me that really changed my mind was he like genuinely lost fifty pounds. Yeah, and he that, looks that, in that, better shape than when he left. Yeah, you can't do that insincerely. It's like insane how, how different. It yeah, you can't lose fifty yeah. pounds and not mean it. So, you know, that's that's yeah, a good like, thing. Like he looks like he want like he looks like he wants to bust his ass for the team, which I'm I'm all there for. And then you you look and you see him in a Dodger uniform, and then you you look on your wall and you see your Matt Kemp poster in his Dodger uniform, and then you're like, the feels hit you. <laughs> and and all of a sudden you think with your heart and not your brain and know that Kiki Hernandez is probably the better option long term as the platoon guy, but you just want him there. And and the, I think that like that's what's happening to all Dodger fans right now. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I I think I feel like I need to mention just how amazing it is that last year at this time Chris Taylor was kind of the backup shortstop, and that was a maybe because Corey Seager is so good. And it's amazing how far he's come in a year to basically solidifying the starting center field role for, yeah. you know, the best team in the National League. So he was a platoon second baseman going early in the year. Yeah, he made some. He wasn't great defensively at second base, but he was raking. So it's like, where do we put him? Mm-hmm. Center field. Yeah, I, f- I felt the need worked. to mention his name. It's amazing because we're talking about all these these depth options, and the guy last year who was not even remotely considered is now one of the staples in this lineup. So Yeah, the leadoff hitter, one of the one of the most reliable hitters in the lineup yeah. and plays all over. Yeah, they yeah. I remember I remember when they moved him they they started him in left field after uh yeah. from the infield mm-hmm. and I was like this seems this seems like a stretch, but then he played well in left and then they moved him to center and he even played well in center. So it's it's kind of insane how that transformation went down. Yeah, and we got, we got him for Zach Lee. Yeah, and we thought Zach Lee was trade. the future of our pitching. Oh, those were dark times. That was before the new ownership, and Zach yeah. Lee was our our one shining light. And he really, in reality, he was. It, we he just wasn't the one that was gonna. Uh, his shining light got traded for. Uh, yeah, well, I 
I, I, we saw him in Ranch Cucamonga one time, and he got shelled for like 12 runs, and we're like, are we sure this is the guy? <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, and you know, it didn't matter. <laughs> it didn't matter. You know, is it two runs of Tucker Barnhart? And we said, remember that name. And now he's a gold glove catcher. So that's yeah. a little interesting. The Reds guy, right? Yeah, the Reds guy. Because it was when Bakersfield was a Reds affiliate. I like yeah. showing off my knowledge of minor league stuff. Oh, yeah. But that, that team's <laughs> gone now, right? Yeah, Bakersfield is gone. Uh, Bakersfield and High Desert are to the Carolina League now in North yeah. Carolina. Yeah, and, um, you know, we're kind of going through a lot of the the lineup right now. We haven't even talked about pitching at all. But there is one more guy that I absolutely do want to get your opinion on, and that's Austin Barnes, who's one of my favorite players in baseball right now because he's an athletic catcher, and that, I guess, is enough to do it for me um, because he's really good, and I think he's going to be a well, like one of the best catchers in the league, but there's two, catch- two catchers there right now. Like, What are you going to do? What are the Dodgers going to do in that situation? Last year, they decided... Barnes needs to start, and he did for a good chunk of the end of last season. But you know you can't not play Osmani Grandal on a regular basis. So do you do you think the plan is going to be more or less like even playing time down the middle, or how are they going to make that work? Yeah, it sounds like it'll be even playing time. I think it's they really must have not had any decent offers for Osmani Grandal because there's genuinely no reason to keep him on the team. He's valuable. I, I want to get that across. He's valuable. I like him. Uh, that's why they brought it. That's why they exercised uh, his. I get or they his last year of arbitration. They they paid him what he's. I think it's like nine million dollars or ten million dollars or something. He's worth it. But they don't need him, so it made sense to pay him and then try and find a trade partner. So they really must have not gotten anything good uh, in terms of a, finding a trade partner because. Austin Barnes is like 28 years old now, and he's he looks like he's gonna be he if he they gave him 130 games to start he'd be a top three catcher in the league top five catcher in the league, and he can hit he can he's a good catcher defensively he can play second base he's even played third, and then he's he's not young I mean he's 28 years old so like this is the time to let him shine, and even it's the depth is there behind them because Kyle Farmer's 27 years old and he it has nothing left to prove in the minors he's hit at every single level and I think it should be what happened between Barnes and Grandall last season should be happening with Barnes and Farmer this season where Barnes gets 110 games and Farmer gets say 50 and I just can't it's it's hard to believe that that they couldn't find a trade partner for Grandall because having Kyle Farmer in in AAA at age 27 it seems like criminal to me having three catchers that are that good on one roster yeah it is it is like that i mean grandal is good austin barnes in my opinion could be one of the the five best catchers in all of baseball and then yasmani grandal is already one of the 10 best catchers in all of baseball so it's you can't really lose there um yeah i mean it's not bad to have them all by by any means but it it doesn't really make sense to hold on to that value that you don't need with such great depth there because even if even if say Barnes or Farmer goes down then they then they still have I know they just signed Rocky Gale as like he's going to be the Bobby Wilson of last year where just play triple a um but they still have they have Smith they have Ruiz they have Wong 
and they're down lower there but at, the, at like in the near future the, they're going to be rising through uh the the levels uh the minor league levels and it's it just seems odd that they're delaying farmer in the big leagues and barnes starting almost every day an extra year yeah and you know that's just kind of how they have to play right now um let's let's switch gears a little bit we haven't talked pitching at all and the dodgers have a lot of pitchers as well you know the depth does not stop at the position players um so we don't have to talk about you know clayton kershaw boring boring he's amazing he's the best um but beyond there there's some interesting names so why don't you go ahead and tell us how you think the rest of those rotation spots are going to shake out um, as of now, I'm thinking it's going to be Rich Hill is the number two. Alex, I and they might switch up the order depending on how they want to do left, right, left, right, uh, stuff like that. But I think it's Rich Hill number two, Alex Wood number three, Kenta Maeda four, and uh, Hyunjin Ryu as five. And then uh, waiting in the wings will probably be uh, Walker Bueller, Brock Stewart, and then Ross Stripling if they need him. I know they got Henry Owens, um, but I, it's going to end with Ryu as the number five starter, I believe. Okay. Are you particularly high on Walker Bueller? Because I like what he's got. I think he's going to be a solid pitcher. He seems like the type of prospect that might you know, not have it right away, um, but he's going to be good nonetheless. So do you think this season he could insert himself into a role you know yeah i i think he'll get maybe like 10 to 15 starts this year because you know people are going to be injured hopefully he won't have to get more than 10 to 15 starts this year because that means people really were injured because he's not going to crack the rotation right now Mm -hmm. um i wouldn't be surprised to see him come out and those starts and have like a four something era something like kershaw did in his first season um, but just show that he the talent is there. Come out with some really lights out starts, and then somewhere he gets roughed up. But I think it's, he'll split his time between AAA and the majors this year, and then hopefully 2019 will be his year that he gets to break camp with the team. Yeah, and you know, I, Ray, I'll, I'll ask you too. Do you think Walker Bueller really has the makings to become one of you know the top two or three pitchers in that Dodgers rotation? Uh, I think down the road he definitely does. Um, I th- I kind of like Trevor's assessment of what he might do this year. Uh, we kind of saw it from last year when he was coming out of the bullpen. He had good outings where he got guys out and outings where he got roughed up. So I think his starts will kind of uh, – you predict his starts will go that way. Like I said, he'll get um, a, a decent number of starts to really see how he, he, he works. Um, uh, and, yeah, 2019 I think is going to be where, okay, he's going to be a rotation guy. But if he – he breaks out and it'll be interesting to see what they do with that their six starters but i think either Mayat or ryu go to the bullpen if that's the case mm-hmm. but it's probably not going to happen yeah so we we just talked about a lot of players unfortunately all of them are dying right now because they right now in spring training have a major bug going around apparently everybody is sick it seems so what are they going to do what what is the situation if literally everybody on this team just has the flu the entire season and can't play, where do they go from there? And this is an easy question, right? You know, no problems there. Depth, right? What if everybody's yeah. gone? Like the whole major league camp? Like twenty? Like <laughs> there's there's a, a ton of people that are sick right now. Like just imagine, like imagine this thing spreads like a tiny fraction more and it gets to basically everybody that would be on their twenty five man roster. 
Do you yeah. still like your odds with essentially an entirely minor league roster? Like, do you think they can yeah, beat, the, uh, beat the Padres I, up still? Yeah, I think the Tulsa Drillers managed to take down the Giants and the Padres. The Giants are still too old. Ooh. Uh, yeah. That's a, Padre, that's a hot I, take. The, I, yeah. I don't I, – I, I genuinely don't think that the Giants will come close to uh, the Rockies or the Diamondbacks, even with their additions. I think it, they're – they're just too old. Mm. A lot has to go right for them this season. Yeah. But um, I, I take I take the Tulsa Drillers uh, in a in a five game series, a little uh, NLDS action against them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's I didn't even prompt you to to start you know talking trash about the Giants, but you know there it is. It, <laughs> it, it didn't it take has much. To happen. Yeah, you you found happens. a seamless way to work that in there. Um, and you know I think the way. It, it, based on an article from the LA Times, apparently this virus of like flu-like symptoms is affecting 25, uh, like 24 of 25, or like around that, like that range. 20. Dave Roberts said 24 to 25 people were sent home sick. Yeah, and he said he's, and coaches. he hasn't seen anything like this. And that that always is an indicator of something, you know. Yeah. It's like the plague. It is, <laughs> you know, it might it might actually happen, but unfortunately, by your account, they will still beat the Giants and the Padres probably. So. Yeah, and then and then uh, Alana Rizzo asked uh, Andrew Tolles why he didn't get sick, and he said you have to live alone. You can't bunk with a bunch of dudes. So basically, he just separated himself, and he's okay. <laughs> yeah, by the way, I'm not surprised at all that Andrew Tolles is the guy that lives by himself. Uh, <laughs> that just totally seems like something he would be doing. Hmm. All right then. Uh, while we're in full-on spring training mode right now, I have a fun little game that I'm going to play with both of you now. Um, this is kind of going to be be our stat game, except there are no stats. It uh, is just you have to know the players. That is the whole name of the game. There are so many spring training players on rosters right now. Let's see if you can name what team each of these players is from. Um, I guess we'll alternate who goes first every time. Trevor, you can go first for this first name I give you. So I give you the name, you try to give me the team. All right? Sound good? All right. The first name is Daniel Ponce de Leon. Oh, geez. And we're picking the minor league team that they're on? No, they're on, like, which major league organization they belong to, which team they're playing for in spring training right now. Okay. Um, He's on the St. Louis Cardinals. Damn. You know your your obscure names, I will say. (laughs) Um, I that one caught my eye because Ponce de Leon is spelled as one word, which is something I've never seen before. Um, but you <laughs> nailed that one right away. How did you know that one? Wait, so are you are you dead serious? I just you, guessed. You got? Oh my I god! No, you, you seriously got it. <laughs> I thought you were. I thought you were playing with me. I'm no, kidding. why would I joke about that? I thought you like knew him for some reason. That's how quick. That's no, you. You, you like sounded that confident, confident though, right? Yeah, yeah <laughs> you sold me. You shouldn't okay, have said well, anything. You should have just pretended yeah. to be okay. an expert. I thought you were playing me. I thought you were playing me. I'm not lying. No. Uh, well, yeah, of course I knew. I'm playing <laughs> right now. Okay. okay. It what was a double play. Um, <laughs> this isn't. This isn't. This is. This isn't bleeding blue. Jr. can edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's it's all good. Um, everybody knows the truth. All right. So this right. one, Ray, I, I will let you go first on this one. All right. So the next name is Anthony Bemboom. I'm not. Ju- I'm not pulling your string. Can you spell that, please? Um, B E M B O O M. Okay, bamboo. Bamboo. Uh, I don't know. You have to guess. New York Mets. All right. What do you? That's not it. Who do you? Who do yeah. you guess, Trevor? 
Um, Ben Boom. That sounds like something he'd be. Oh God, I'm trying to find the team. I gotta pay. He's on the Pirates. Nope. You both are wrong on this one. He is on the Colorado Rockies, and oh. he oh. went yard today. That was something that I was Bamboo. actually Bamboo like. Boom went boom. It was like the most perfect thing. Yeah, like Anthony Bemboom hit a home run. It's it's amazing. He hit a home run to right center field off of Matt Cock. I can't. Is that how it's pronounced? I have no idea. But this is spring training for you at its finest. And if he does make the big leagues by you know whatever miracle, it will be my new favorite name in baseball, Anthony Bemboom. Like, come on, you can't beat that. All right, yeah, next, that, that's pretty good. Next yeah. name isn't quite as like ridiculous, but it is kind of amazing that this guy's name is Kyle Wren, which is of course one <laughs> le- one letter away, one one syllable away from being Kylo Wren. So I'm sure everybody in the known world calls him Kylo Wren, um, and his of course his teammates on the blank calling that as well so what team you got uh trevor you go first this time oh i just the funny thing is that i've seen i've seen this name i, I've seen seen this name, name. I... I believe you've seen him from star wars yeah no no, no, no. but kyle no <laughs> i've seen kyle or something. yeah they, yeah they put something out of like making a joke about it a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. and i remember uh, I, I can't remember, remember what team he was on <laughs> was it was it the yankees nope ray who you got uh it's the astros Nope, he is a Milwaukee Brewer. So. Oh, that wasn't even close. Not... Yeah, I, wasn't close at all. <laughs> I mean, what does it what does it mean to be close? Like, what are you guys considering being close in this game? I, Anything well, that's not it, same, like the same division or something. Same division, <laughs> same color scheme. Yeah, <laughs> same like something, that. same anything. Same city. Like, if it was on the Mets, I would have felt pretty good about myself. <laughs> all right, um, I got two more for you. So, what the score right now is just one, one you guys zero. Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird because you guys can't get close. Like, I can't say the closest person gets the point or anything like that. Kind of have to get yeah. it. All right, so, Ray, you got to get at least one here. Yeah. The next name is Sebi Zavala. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but Sebi Zavala. Zavala. Sebi Zavala. That sounds like a Yankee name. Uh, nope. No, that's a, that's a Cub name. That's a Cub name. Mm. Um, no, but if you're going based off your proximity it is the white Sox, so you were close oh, by, yeah. by by your measure um, uh, i knew it was chicago i should have just said chicago just <laughs> just don't give a team name just say united states of Which america one? the white cubs just just give me united states of america I'm like nope he's a blue jay wrong um, <laughs> if only um all right the last one here i can only tie right um and i think Trevor, you're going. I'll I'll let Ray go first here, just just okay. in case, just to give him the chance for the tie. Does that sound fair? Yeah, uh, and then I'll I'll bury him after he gets it wrong, and I'll just. <laughs> the name is Corey Copping. Copping again. Can you spell that? C O P P I N G. Oh wow. Um. Marlins. Nope. Trevor, who you got? Is is it the Mariners? Nope. You. This was this was the fun one for me. This, he's a Dodger. He's on the Dodgers. Oh what? no! I've never. Heard you should have. You should have known that I was gonna end with why, with the Dodgers. Why didn't I just think that he you just swindled us right there and we yeah. just. Yep. 
you've you've been exposed. That is the only way to put it. He actually was the last pitcher in yesterday's spring training game, um, and in that appearance, he went one inning, struck out one, and gave up one hit. So he's amazing, basically. Um, Better than Otani. I'm embarrassed. I'm a, right. I'm a little embarrassed, but I'm also not because I didn't pay attention to yesterday's game at all. I yeah, didn't I'm a little embarrassed, I, but I I haven't heard him before now, so it's not like I should. Have known <laughs> the point of this is that there should be no embarrassment because there are a million names in spring training, and most like 99% of these names you will never hear again, unfortunately. Not not to be mean to to Corey Copping or Kyle Wren or. Or Sebi Zavala, but you know it's it's just how it is. This is one of my favorite parts of spring training is just looking at all the wacky names and watching guys like Anthony Bemboom hit homers. Like that's yeah. spring training at its finest. All right, so we are just about done with this. Before we wrap up, I do want to get your end of season prediction for the Dodgers. You know, it's, it's still early in spring training, but I need I need predictions. So let's. First, let's get a win total, and then also how far into the playoffs they make it, if you think they make the playoffs. Okay. I'm thinking 98 wins. Um, okay. I think, it, I think it lowers a little from last year because I, everyone else in the division, I think, upgraded. So it'll cost them a couple games off the top. Mm-hmm. And then I don't want to guarantee a victory, but I think that they'll make it back to the World Series. And I, I'm hoping it's against the Astros again. I think that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, you said you think they'll make it back. <laughs> do you want to take it a step further and say what you... I, do you no, dare? Do you I, dare I, say I, it? I, 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 do, I refuse to announce it because the, you know I, I would have that hex placed upon me if I uh, said they would, they would win it. So oh, I'll that's just the say most fun part. <laughs> we want the hex. That's why you're here. Um, all right, Ray, I guess... You know, I'll I'll go ahead and ask you too. No, I guess you know. Normally, I'll just ask the guest, but you're you're a Dodgers fan too. Go ahead and throw yours out there. Yeah. See if it's anything close. Ninety-five wins, just because it's a round number. Um, and I think they're gonna win the World Series. I'm jumping on my dad's uh, thought that they're gonna win uh, thirty year thirty years exactly. Hmm. Uh, make a thirty year drought. You're a fan of round numbers, he... I can tell. Yes. Well, I mean, that's coming from my dad. My dad said, "Oh, they weren't going to win this year. They're going to win. Wait till it's thirty years, and then they're going to win." So, yeah. So that's, I'll, I'll roll with that. All right. So that's actually all we have. I can't give a prediction right now. I I like to have a little more forethought for for my predictions. Um, you know, I'll, predictions I'll, is forethought. And they're not, are but they're not my team Wait. either. So like, I'm not like up as up with the Dodgers as you guys are. You know, like. I'll, I'll, I'm sure I'll be giving lots of other predictions and stuff throughout spring training. And I'm actually curious to see if... I'm sure both of you will have to give predictions again at some point. I'm curious to yeah. see, Trevor, if you'll remember exactly what you said here. Like, or if you'll pick a different random number um, by oh. the end of spring training for, for a win I total. Get, I probably will. I'll probably say like... <laughs> I'll probably say like 96 wins or something like that. <laughs> yeah, let's see how consistent you can be with all your predictions all right so that is actually all we have for today i'd like to once again thank trevor for joining us that was a lot of fun and if you yeah, definitely. yeah and if you liked listening to trevor's magical voice you can listen to it every week on bleeding blue radio i will 
link that in the description, but the name is pretty straightforward. Uh, follow them for all kinds of good Dodgers podcasts and articles and whatnot. And, of course, follow Trevor on Twitter at tvern16. Um, that's at tvern16. And, of course, if you like what we've been doing here, make sure you follow us as well on all our social media, uh, Twitter, Facebook, and now Instagram. We have an Instagram account. I don't know why it took us so long, but we'll be active in all those places. You can check out all our recent content uh, from there and get in touch with us. We'd love to hear what you think. If you want us to talk about anything in particular, questions you may have, uh, you can find us on all those different social media at BeatTheShiftBP. So, you know, those are good places to get in touch with us. You can also um, find us, well, we're on Reddit, BeatTheShiftBP as well, if you're a Redditor. And Gmail is also a great way to get in touch with us, BeatTheShiftBaseball at gmail.com. And I guess I should also say that you should um, check out our website, which is shortly going to have an actual domain name that isn't a Wix site name. So that's exciting. And I will, you know, link more information for that as well. Um, so yeah, make sure you follow, rate, and all that good stuff as well. It helps us out a lot. We'd love to hear what you think. And that's, that's first and foremost. And there will be more awesome podcasts coming soon. Um, there's also a Dodgers preview article already up that yes. Ray Estrada wrote. So Make sure you check that out if you're all about the Dodgers. That is all we have for today. Thank you, everybody, once again. As always, Ray. Peace.